Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Piello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, today's headliner topic, I'm going to talk about how to reduce your mortgage payment in a rising interest rate environment. But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. All right, so uh, some numbers came out uh, last week, or maybe, yeah, today is uh, Wednesday. So yeah, it came out, I think, Monday. And, and these are October's labor force uh, numbers, a survey. It comes from a survey that they did. Um, and it, you know, it's pretty, it, it's so like th these statistics, these numbers are so strange and weird and deceiving because it's great news, but not really. So there's a strong rebound in job growth, which, you know, should be fantastic news, right? For the economy. Uh, it's a 5% increase in wage growth. Um, again, awesome, awesome, which, um, yeah, should be nice, great news. But for the fight against inflation, damn it, it's horrible news. So uh, yeah, it's uh, that that kind of a, a day. That that's that's what we're dealing with. Um, good news and bad news, right? In the meantime, um, you know, there's other numbers that are coming out because all the upcoming announcements, uh, the interest rate announcements, the decisions on them are are data driven. So. These surveys are very important and, and they provide us the ultimate gauge and kind of the bellwether. Um, I can't say bellwether because they're really not. It's lagging information that is coming and uh, the Bank of Canada is going to make decisions for the future based on this lagging information. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, really strange. In the meantime, big time developers in Vancouver are, um, as everyone knows, they're pausing, they're shelving, they're, they're canceling, they're much needed uh, condo projects. I say much needed because I believe inventory is a major problem now and going into the future. So, you know, they continue, they're pausing this stuff until they see conditions improve to profitable levels, right? Because they can do that. They're builders. They, who gives a crap? They have the money, they bought the land and, uh, for the bigger guys, it's not even mortgaged, right? So they can just let it sit until a better time prop ups, props up, uh, you know, maybe anywhere from one to three years from now. So what does this mean for affordability? Well, I mean, hopefully nothing, but uh, I, I think uh, it's going to make things worse. Uh, to what degree, I, I don't know, but think about it, like... I, I think as a result, this will help us uh, remain in crisis mode for the foreseeable future in, uh, in Vancouver and, and, and likely Ontario. I don't know, uh, especially in Vancouver, because there's no land here, right? Mountains to the north, America to the south, ocean to the west, and agricultural reserve to the east. There's no land. There's absolutely no land. So we have to rebuild stuff out here. There's no like, hey, let's just drive out 30 minutes out here and there's going to be a new community. That does not exist in Vancouver. Okay, so, so yeah, this is, uh, that's pretty, that's crap news for uh, Vancouver Supply. 
And I, I think if Vancouver had any chance at propping up its inventory levels, it was now to, to build this stuff when there's no demand and to continue to build and, and build it. And by the time it does get built, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have improved and, and the economy will rebound and all that good stuff. Actually, the economy doesn't have to rebound because it's doing awesome right now. But after we trip it up, um, it's going to rebound, right? But with uh, interest rates priced as high as they are, the slowdown in real estate is uh, inevitable and in progress. So fast forward to a couple of years from now when the rebound is in force, like I said, there, uh, there we will be yet again. Droves of buyers, aging and marginally adjusted inventory, and like usual, the ongoing affordability crisis upon us. So, so yeah, it's, you know, sure, it makes business sense for the builders to pause and shelf and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't see it as a good thing down the road. Interest rates. What's new with interest rates? Um, well, how about this? They will continue to rise for the next couple slash few months. Um, I say couple because there's one more interest rate announcement uh, scheduled for for 2022 and that's on december 6th or 7th can't remember which day and uh it's gonna go up it's gonna go up for another uh, quarter point to who knows to 50 basis points possibly but looking like a quarter but the the from here until where we're actually supposed to stop interest rate hikes apparently it could be another 50 to 75 basis points until it finally reaches its its plateau or what they call the terminal the death the terminal rate and then that's where they're supposed to kind of put it on pause uh, officially but we'll see how this goes either they do it all in one shot in december and bump it up to 50 basis points and we take a little vacation from interest rate hikes or um, or they do one more in january or february or something like that we'll just have to wait and see fixed rates will also trend along the same trajectory um and both will certainly play their part in um, further diminishing the purchasing power of many applicants. Like uh, many of my pre-qualified applicants will tell you, it's been uh, it's been a tough go um, as the interest rates go up. For example, right now you can get a five-year fixed for five point two nine percent. That means squat because you have to qualify based on seven point two nine. That's that that two percent stress test. So. Um, yeah, you know, particularly in high-priced areas like Vancouver and Toronto, um, that that's that it sucks. But uh, in places like Calgary, it, it's still uh, still reasonable and affordable. Like the higher interest rate sucks, but really get used to it. Like five percent, four percent. I think that's the new normal. Um, I, I think you know people get used to that. It's it's gonna that's how it's gonna be. Um, we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, there's another thing to be aware of. The uh, come, when is this happening? The flipping, flipping law, okay? Flipping homes will be taxed 100% of the gain. So residential property flipping rule, this was announced in the federal budget of uh, 2022 to ensure profits from flipping properties are fully taxed, damn it, right? That's the government speaking. Um, any person who sells a residential property um, they have held for less than 12 months would be fully taxed on their profits as business income. Yep, that's that's uh, that's what's going to happen 
in January 1st, 2023. Exemptions would apply if the sale is for certain reasons, such as a death, disability, the birth of a child, a new job, or separation. wonder if people will get divorced to, uh, so they don't pay capital gains. I really wonder about that. The government plans to release draft legislation for consultation before finalizing these rules. The measure would apply in respect of residential properties sold on or after January 1st, 2023. So look out for that. Happy New Year, uh, January 2023. And also in January 2023, the, the big uh, prohibition of, uh, of uh, purchasing real estate for non-Canadian non-Canadian human beings, um, which applies to non-Canadians, but who's not included in this, I just want to make it clear, are temporary residents. So those of you that are listening and are currently living in Canada and you have a work permit, you're good. You're not prohibited. You'll be fine. Okay. So um, you're good. Give me a call and uh, I will explain it in greater detail to you. Um. Derek Burlton of TD Bank um, has some, you know, he's provided some summary key points on what he thinks is going on. And that's important because TD Bank is one of the, the biggest banks in Canada. So economic outlook for 2023, he says the cyclical downturn in resale activity and pricing still has a way to go, especially in Ontario and BC. Okay, that's old news. A bottom is unlikely to be reached until the spring of next year which today is 2022 so that means spring 2023 is when he thinks the bottom well we, we will have reached the bottom um interest late uh, interest rates to likely normalize is what he's saying so the latest bank of canada rate decision supported the view that rate hikes are nearing an end as markets start to build in expectations of rate cuts by late 2023 five-year market rates should begin to pull back from their highs taking some pressure off mortgage qualification or mortgage renewal shocked impacts so late 2023 Derek thinks um, that that rates might start coming back down okay slower but consistent housing activity he says, there is a good reason to be constructive on Canadian housing on a longer term basis, given strong demographics and ramped up government efforts such as immigration to boost supply. So, so yeah, a lot of uh, interesting little pointers there. And that is what's on my mind this week. Okay, let's move along and talk about today's headliner topic. How to reduce your mortgage payment in a rising interest rate environment. Wondering whether to proceed with a fixed or a variable mortgage? Why not pick both? There's a mortgage just for that. In fact, there's a mortgage that allows you the flexibility to configure it any way you desire. I call them hybrid mortgages. So let's say you have a $500,000 mortgage. If you wanted to, you could configure it so that $200,000 is allocated in a five-year fixed rate, $100,000 as a five-year variable, and the remaining $200,000 as a home equity line of credit. And better yet, every year you receive a detailed statement from the lender that outlines the cumulative interest charges for each configured mortgage. 
If you want to learn more, shoot me a text or give me a ring at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. Is it possible to avoid payment shock if your new rate is over 5%? That's what we're going to talk about. Mortgage rates have skyrocketed. Inflation has soared and Canadians far and wide are finding it more and more challenging to keep up with their payments. But fear not. And remember, where there's a will, there's a way. Here are some effective mortgage hacks to help you ease the shock of higher interest rate mortgages. Request that your lender increase your amortization to its start point. For most mortgage holders, this will likely be the least impact strategy when it comes to lowering your payment. Nonetheless, it is a starting point, and for some, it may very well be the difference maker when it comes to reducing your payment. This strategy is a fairly easy ask to your lender and should not require any additional qualification hurdles. Um, Simply ask your lender, your current lender, to increase your amortization to its original time horizon and see what they come back with. Uh, If the result does not bring you any meaningful relief, stop what you're doing and call me right now. 604-800-9593. Next, increase your amortization to its original schedule at renewal. This method is like an enhanced version of what I just talked about. Depending on the current terms of your mortgage and how and when it was initially structured, you could potentially proceed... um, by increasing your amortization to 25 years at renewal time, okay? And at the same time, you would be able, you'd have the opportunity to seek the marketplace, okay? Broker your file, broker your deal for the best possible rate and term. And you may also have a shot at consolidating some existing debt. And, And this is all pretty good critical information because this is an opportunity that you would get at renewal time, meaning... You can implement all these changes without breaking your existing mortgages, uh, your mortgage, which would typically incur a penalty. Okay, so that's the key around waiting for the actual renewal date. No penalty. Um, here's another amortization hack: uh, increase your amortization to the maximum 30-year schedule via a refinance. This is where you really start to feel relief. Okay. In this, in this arena, you can extend your amortization out to 30 years, okay? And with these higher interest rate lenders, the subprimers, you can go 35. There's even one lender that'll do 40, but that's, that's a whole different topic, okay? So you can extend your amortization to 30 years and likely experience no shock from your existing historic low interest rate that you currently have to today's new normal crap rates, Okay. The 5%, 5 plus percent. Consider a five-year fixed mortgage of $500,000, okay, currently. And you're paying $2,338 based on your current interest rate of 2.89%, okay, which is the typical interest rate from way back in 2017. For a standard renewal, you would maintain your existing amortization schedule and your monthly payment would adjust accordingly as per your new renewal rate, okay? This would be shock, right? That, that's shock. For example, let's say your mortgage comes up for renewal and the prevailing renewal rate offered to you by your existing lender is a five-year fixed rate at 5.44%. 
If you simply choose to sign on the dotted line and renew with your existing lender, your payment would increase to $2,905 per month. That's an increase of $567 a month. That's like a new car payment. But if you refinance to the maximum allowable 30-year amortization, your payment would increase rather than $567 a month, it would increase by $50 to only $2,358 per month. Albeit, um, you, will, you will be on an extended horizon path to pay down your mortgage, right? 30 years instead of 20. But who gives a crap? Like, I mean, if you need relief right now, I wouldn't, I don't think people who need relief right now are, are going to be terribly upset that they're going to be like, at a 30-year amortization as opposed to 20, okay? Especially when you know that you will have plenty of opportunity to get back on track with your original 20-year pathway when the timing is right for you, right? That's the key. Almost all mortgages allow you to increase your payments and contribute lump sums towards your principal at any time throughout the term of your mortgage, and thus allowing you to quickly get back on track and decrease your amortization schedule. Okay, so if you if you get bumped up to 30 years, you get a nice low payment and, and life is good and, you know, you really need that break for the next year or so, take it. And then maybe uh, a year, a year and a half from now, start increasing your payments. Maybe make a lump sum. Boom. Before you know it, you're back to 20 years. Yeah, that's how easy it is. Um, here's another hack. Increase your amortization to 30 years via refinance, like I just discussed, and consolidate any existing debt you have. So this is like a Big Mac meal with a supersized fries and Coke, right? This is the mothership of all payment reduction strategies. In addition to refinancing your mortgage to 30 years, if your equity ratio allows, you can also consolidate your additional debt to further decrease your overall household debt. In this arena, we go from decreasing your mortgage payment to decreasing your overall household debt payment. For example, let's say that in addition, to your $500,000 mortgage, you also have an extra $30,000 of other debt that demands an extra $900 per month to servicing, uh, to service bringing your overall household monthly debt to $3,238. If you renewed with your lender at today's prevailing rate of 5.44% and you maintained your current amortization of 20 years, your overall household debt would increase to $3,805. Again, that's a $567 per month increase. I don't know if that makes sense. That's like my last increase, $567. Anyways, but if you refinance to 30 years and increase your mortgage by $30,000 to consolidate the debt, your payment would decrease to $2,555 a month. Yes, that does make sense, actually and a savings of $1,250 a month. So increase your amortization to 30 years, pay off $30,000 of crap debt, right? And you save $1,250 a month. And you have the option as well at any time in the future to increase your payments and get back on track to that 20 year amortization or even more aggressive, whatever you want. Okay, so a lot of options. Um, the, yeah, the answer is yes, there, there is a way to uh, avoid payment shock if your new rate is 5%, over 5%. So, and, and that's how you do it by, by uh, these strategies with your amortization. Okay, so 
Um, just a couple of disclaimers here of uh, all these examples in mathematical calculations that I did here. The interest rate of 2.89% that I used, that was for a five-year fixed rate way back in 2017. The interest rate of 5.44% that I, I used uh, is an average five-year fixed rate offering today. Okay, today being November 5th, 2022. So anywhere from, let's say 5.29 all the way to 6.14. So I just went smack dab somewhere in the middle. In almost all scenarios mentioned above, full income confirmation may be required. Okay, there are some rare instances where it wouldn't. Um, appraisals will likely be required, will for sure be required for refinance strategies. Uh, of everything I talked about there. Uh, but it won't be required for renewals. Okay, so if you get a renewal, there, there's, there's not going to be any, uh, and if there's a renewal and, and you're not seeking any new money, you're just going to pick one of the options that the lender presented to you, you don't have to qualify. You just sign on the dotted line and that's it. They won't even ask if you are working today, right? Um, and finally, break penalties were not discussed in this post because um, I don't want to make people cry. Um, joking. Okay, break penalties weren't discussed in this post as they would not be applicable if executing at maturity. Okay, no, and when I say no one's getting killed here executing. Um, if you are breaking your mortgage to refinance, you will be subject to a break penalty. Now that will kill you. Um, you'll be subject to a break penalty as per your existing lender's term. So it's either three months interest or this horrible thing called interest rate differential. One of the two. All right, so um, give me a call if you if you have any questions on all this um, complicated uh, uh, ground moving stuff that I talked about right now. 604-800-9593. Okay, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world. For those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. And welcome to Canada, by the way. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to the Mortgage Economics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.